You staying home tonight? I hadn't planned on it, no. Plan on it. Welcome, everyone, to another fantastic episode of Conprov. Really excited to be here. Uh, in the studio today, we've got R.G. Rosero. Hey, buddy. Hey. Welcome. You don't have to be so shy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. This is quite a different experience. Right? Well, they always say you always remember your first oh. or, or your second. Well, I mean, you only remember your first because it's pretty awful. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true. So before we get started, I just I just wanted to reach out to the audience, let you guys know how thankful I am. I looked at the uh, at my podcast website again, everyone. That's comcar.podbean, as in coffee bean or lima bean dot com, and there were over thirty five listens. Super super thankful. Keep it up. Keep the support coming. Do us a favor, tell a friend, tell five, tell their five friends. And before you know it, this may actually get off the ground. So this is really exciting. I really appreciate all the love. It's keeping me energized and I'll be able to continue to uh, follow my dreams. So here we are back again, episode two with uh, with lovely RG with me here today in the studio. Well, actually, it's more of an office Pretty and close to an office. Pretty close to an <laughs> office. It's it's a little bit more of like an incognito office, right? Because here we are, and uh, we pulled the shades, and we're <laughs> kind of like huddled in the back corner. And we have like giant windows that people <laughs> pass by and see. We just they just see us on microphones, and they're wondering what are they doing? Yeah, basically we're up to no good, like the Dukes of Hazard boys, but neither of us are white. It's more or less the same, and we don't have a car. These um, boots were made for walking. <laughs> <laughs> what does that have anything to do with the Dukes? Doesn't, doesn't, didn't Jessica Simpson sing that song for that movie? Maybe. I was thinking of the Dukes of Hazard theme song, Just a Good Old Boys. That was actually... Never meaning I, no I harm. remember watching that on Late Night. You know, Nick at Night. Oh, yeah, of course. But <laughs> I would never watch it just because I, I would see the intro and I would see these two redneck, guy, redneck guys and I would go, I love Lucy's way better. <laughs> Wait, I Love Lucy. Which one was it? Hold on. You don't remember oh, I Love Lucy? the Cuban. The wild Cuban. Yes. The Cubano. Ricky and Ricardo. Ricky Liddy Ricardo. Rick, little Ricky. How could I forget Little Ricky? Was that his penis or was that... <laughs> I think that it was also his penis. Okay, it was also his penis. That would have been really <laughs> weird during... Oh, like you left Little Ricky out, right? And he's like, oh my God. What I, are you going to do about it, What are you going to do about it? And then he's thinking, oh my God, I'm at a grocery store and Little Ricky's out. But it turns out it's just his kid, right? And his kid's like running, <laughs> running loose and not his penis okay enough with the chit chat let's get to more chit chat here's what we're gonna do again like the first episode if you didn't listen uh, we do a little word association to get some ideas flowing in our heads and then based on the word association i ask uh, our fellow friend rg uh, some questions comprov that's how we do it right conversational improv I like to think all conversations are pretty improv. <laughs> like, if, if, if it wasn't improv, that's called acting. That's the point, <laughs> Archie. 
we're going to keep it a secret between us. I'll be sure to edit this out later. <laughs> um, so our word, is, oh, and I'm going to say, so the first time around, I was able to have a book on hand, but since we're at a lame office, I'm at watchoutforsnakes.com. It's a word generator website. So are you ready to do this? Let's see what it gives us. Brrrp. Assignment, assignment. Our word is assignment. Does that mean I go first? Eh, you can go first. Okay, It'll work. be your assignment. Oh, sorry, you said work. Psst, hard time. Economy. France. France. Fries. Gravy. Thanksgiving. Turkey legs. Disneyland. Uh, Mickey's uh, ears. Fetish. Uh, latex gloves. Dirty sheets. Homeless people that camp out at the Powell BART station in San Francisco. Tamales lady from San Francisco. So I think we're pretty good. I think we've got we've got some good themes here of uh, Thanksgiving and the eats. Homeless. I like dirty sheets. So when you were growing up, RG, did you have like a mom that was always like doing your laundry and taking care of all your stuff? Or were you one of those kids that was sort of all independent and was like, mom, get out of my face. I want to make my uh, tang. Actually, till this day, I'm still pretty much a mama's boy. Really? Yeah. My, mo- <laughs> my mom did my laundry and... Is, actually- she, is she still... Uh, that shirt that you have on right there, was that laundered by your mother? Oh, no. This was laundered by good old me. Oh, nice. I mean, that's why there's still wrinkles. Okay. Well... <laughs> Your mom, she needs to work on her on her teaching training ability. Yeah, right? I mean, so I moved here when I was 14 years old away from my parents. What? Yeah. How did she send the laundry every time? I think that that would have been expensive just in of That's itself. That's when I knew that I lacked the life skills to do laundry. <laughs> my parents are, were really supportive. And since I was a young age, I've always wanted to live in San Francisco. What? I had family that lived in the Bay Area, and the opportunity came when my parents bought a house in San Francisco. I'm not too sure. Either late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, okay. So good time to buy. Yeah. Right? So they, they bought a house. They had every intention of moving here. Where were they? Where did they buy the house? It, uh, San Francisco. Okay. Thank you very oh. much. <laughs> <laughs> the city and county, oh, okay. I believe. I have heard of that. Is that the uh, one that's just north of Daly City? <laughs> So no, we live, I live uh, near the, uh, near the Bayview. The Bayview is that different than just Bayview? Or well, you got to say the Bayview because it's a little dirty, and when you add the, it's a little intimidating. Like you couldn't say the Soma. The Soma, you're right about that. Yeah, yeah. Had, the the comes with the shadiness of the shadows. Hmm. You're talking about poor street lighting, exactly. <laughs> well, I've actually watched Bayview gentrify. It's the next big neighborhood to gentrify really yeah so is that just means the shadows are getting hazier and hazier and they're just yeah turning because into now the street lights are working and they're on all the time oh man progress so wait your parents buy a house and you just say hey guys don't worry about it i'll just go there and and so initially set up shop we my whole family was ready to move to san francisco the whole family being you My and sister, my mom, and dad. Okay. And the laundry machine, was that also part of the oh, deal? Or? Uh, I think it was already in our new house. Okay. All right. Just making sure. So before we were about to move, maybe like a month or two, my dad's company gave him an offer that he couldn't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> in The Godfather, when he gives him an offer he can't refuse, what is that offer? I've never seen The Godfather. What? 
the two biggest idiots right now <laughs> using lines from movies that are very well understood. So let's assume we knew what the offer was, and that offer was to stay in Guam and we'll take care of you. You know what? It just came to me right now. That was the exact same offer that was given in The Godfather. Ah. They were going to send him back to Guam. The Italian part of Guam. It looks like the boot. It's uh, like the boot of Guam. Yeah, Little Italy. Little Italy. Yeah. It's like a little It's boot. right next to the Chamorro village. It's right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's good because it sounds a little like Guido, right? It sounds like the Guidos and the Chamorros would, would be thick. Yeah, they're, so. they're the Guam's jets. And what is it? Sharks? Jets and sharks? Yeah, the sharks and the jets. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. That's something that, fortunately, I know. So they give him an offer he can't refuse. And it's not, buddy, we're, we're going to burn your house down or you can't leave or we're going to murder your family. It's like a good offer. It's I a suppose. good offer. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Uh, and the offer was like a job offer? I'd yeah, think. it was basically a raise and a promotion and it was a pretty good one. So that threw a wrench in my dad's plans. So what happened was we moved together to San Francisco because the offer was on the table. Basically, they gave him time to think about it. Oh, okay. Because That's nice of him. Yeah. Because Guam is small, they like you. If they like you, they'll try to keep you. Right. And like I said, my parents were supportive. And since I was a young age, all I wanted to do was live in the city. Everyone in Guam... Why Why San Francisco? Like, did you hear about the fog and did you hear about the Bayview and you knew that that's really the neighborhood that you wanted to, and city you wanted to go? First off, I hate the heat. Guam is a tropical <laughs> island on the equator. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, no, I could understand, right? I mean, it's it's uncomfortable and it's humid, right? And so you oh, just, it's humid. It just feels like you're just sweat. It's like it's like Miami if Miami was in like Panama's anus. It's so hot and humid that when you shower, the moment you walk out of your house, you feel like you need another shower. Oh man, I bet that makes the whole laundry thing pretty difficult then too oh, yeah. for your mom. The worst thing I hate is just like showering every day. Oh yeah, <sighs> showering every day. Who does that? I know. Right? God, it's it's almost like you have to in Guam. Right, that's almost like brushing your teeth every mm -hmm. day. That's why actually, you know, that's why my family moved out of Guam. So okay, you're in San Francisco. Offers on the table. Dad's here. What next? So my dad started working for another company here for a month and he hated it really the reason why he said he hated it he said i don't see the sun that's oh. what he said because he works in a building and he he leaves to work before the sun comes what's was he talking about you no he was oh, talking okay. about the actual all right. sunrise oh, okay. all right and oh okay i that could be confusing though oh no, if, for if sure you thank were, you for clarifying right uh, for the listeners i mean <laughs> not for me i obviously knew you were talking about the the solar unit yeah the star that the guides star. us thank you i was wondering what that thing was called all right <laughs> i'm with it today uh so he missed the sun um but he oh that's that's rich right because he missed the sun more than he missed his son oh it's uh, right in the right? feels <laughs> that it uh, that it pretty deep right <laughs> that got in there he was Ow. like i miss sunlight uh, so much i'll leave my son here right <laughs> man rough break but um i'm sure he did it with all the love and respect that he could have done and then he asked me do you want to stay or do you want to go back to guam and I said, I want to stay. <laughs> <laughs> so what about your, your mom and your sister? What my mom they and sister go back to Guam. Wow. They both miss the sun more than their brother well, or Well, my sister was, is four years younger than me. So she was like 
nine or ten. Oh, so she has no idea what's going on. She doesn't know what she wants. Yeah, she just wants like park and Mm -hmm. lemonade. And it's probably much better to drink lemonade when it's hot. And my mom wouldn't want my dad to live in Guam by himself. Right. Lots of other Guam ladies (laughs) on the prowl. You got to watch out for that. That's true. So, um, and then what happens? So they just sort of like leave you the keys and like give you a kiss on the forehead. uh, and And then... My aunt and uncle lived with us oh okay so then they be- it became my aunt and uncle became my parents like adoptive parents oh nice. they basically raised me to adulthood were they were you close to them before you moved See, to the states that's kind of i don't know how to explain closeness because they're not as close to me as my parents are right but they're closer to me than like my co-workers I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, I don't really feel like I'm raised by my boss, but <laughs> some people could probably some think people that. have that mentor mentor mentee relationship. Right. Okay. So you're telling me that you're closer to your parents than your aunt, aunt and, and uncle. uncle. I could believe that. I could believe that. Uh, and then so 14 comes up, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll take in a teenager. I'm sure this is going to be totally easy." That's actually pretty interesting because my aunt and uncle can't have kids like they have something where they can't have kids are they <clears throat> are they are they blind <laughs> no I, don't, I think it has something to do with either my uncle's sperm count or my aunt's ovary count i'm not actually sure about the science i think you just high five and that's how kids are made so they couldn't have kids so they basically became the adoptive parents of a lot of kids their families oh really mm-hmm. wait so like extended families or completely sort of like foster unrelated kids as well extended family oh, okay so before before i was raised to adulthood by them they raised at least two other kids to adulthood okay. similar way, similarly and they turned out all right i mean they turned out as a, they're not in prison Oh, that's good. Yeah, I mean, that's good. Yeah, a good, none good of them sort are of like strippers. no, it's, yeah, strippers in prison is probably the good like scorecard, right? That yeah, you yeah. want. As There's a no parent. rules for parenting, but if your child is a stripper, yeah, no disrespect to any of the strippers that are listening out there. We certainly don't want to hurt our fan base, but you know, we love you. We just, uh, I would, I would say that you don't want to grow up wanting to be a stripper. No parent really wants that. I think stripper is kind of like something you fall into. Mm-hmm. Unless you're talking about wallpaper and wood stripping. I could get behind that. That's a life skill I wish I had. Cause, and I never had any of those classes. I took an extra class of math. That's what I did. I <laughs> I took statistics instead because wood shop wasn't offered. Right. But that'll help you out because the kids that took wood shop are now all making 865 at the local like shop and save do we even have shop and save in California? Oh, just... I I've never heard of the place. Okay. It sounds like a Dollar Tree. Yeah, those are back east. I apologize. I've got some. Well, it's okay. I'm sure you have listeners in the east. They got the <laughs> reference. They were right? like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, oh <laughs> <laughs> I am going to tell Chris down at shop and save that he was mentioned on Comprop. What up, Chris? Love you, man. Um, so, okay. So you're you're now living with, with auntie and uncle right? So you're starting high school in San Francisco. And oh, you, that was a trip, right? Because um, you're 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 uh, you're like an innocent Guamanian. I wait, was, hold on, I wait, wait, hold on. Just how innocent I was. What do we call you? I'm Filipino. What? <laughs> how? Wait, that doesn't work. You mean everyone who's from Guam is called Filipino? No, no. I highly doubt that. People from I don't know actually the Guamanian. 
it's Guamanian, but people don't call themselves Guamanian. They identify with their ethnicity. Oh. Because Guam is filled with a lot of different ethnicities. You have the military people who are mostly white people. They, right. You have the locals who or are the Chamorros. Or white Anians. Yeah, <laughs> white Anians. White Anians. Mainlanders. Right. There's a bunch of Japanese, Korean. But no one really calls themselves Guamanians unless they're watching the Olympics. That's kind of sad, right? Like, it's probably where the U.S. was... 200 years ago everyone's like fuck you i'm not an american i'm a german actually i still see that in the u.s quite a lot i ethnocentrism it's when like i think it's coming back i'll give you that right like i think people like feel like they need to identify with like a greater sort of cultural reference point and america is just sort of this crazy melting pot and i think we also kind of have a bad rep for the rest of the world but i know during like obama's first term Tides were sort of turning, right? It was no longer a, hey, America, the big asshole. Yeah, we uh, hired a black guy. We hired a black guy. And we're like, and we're hey, progressive. Look, yeah, we're progressive. <laughs> my, 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 my favorite president is a black man. Look at me. I'm not racist, right? I mean, that's back to living in the States with uh, going to high school now. You're not Guamanian. I apologize. So wait, your passport. It's you, a U.S. passport. Oh, yeah. You've got a U.S. passport. Guam is U.S. Except do you guys pay taxes? We do not pay taxes. Fuck. Because we are a territory. We don't get a vote, though. We have no say in the political... You think I would I would give <laughs> all my money... Well, no, the other way around. I would give none of my money for the ability to live in a um, dictatorship, although they'd probably take my money See, anyways I would do. Point. I wouldn't mind that, too, except you would have to live in Guam. Oh, where it's hot again. Yeah. Oh, so it's sort of a catch-22. Mm-hmm. I always tell everyone, when people find out from Guam, they go, oh, Guam sounds nice. I want to visit there. I want to visit there. I always tell them, if you have the money to go to Guam, you have the money to go to someplace nicer. Oh, ouch. Well, I mean. Pow. <laughs> <laughs> I love Guam for for sentimental reasons, but I don't think it's a tourist destination. Right. Because Guam is, is a pretty small island. At the longest length, it's nine miles. At its shortest, it's three miles. Whoa, so it's like San Francisco. It's, it's smaller like, than San Francisco. Smaller than San Francisco. I mean, I was already a liberal when I was a kid. I was all about, I want to do what I want, and I don't want anyone to tell me I'm not going to be able to do that. Right. Get off my back. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me what shit I can put up my butt or up my nose. Uh, so I started More going- about you, RG. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how are we turning this around? <laughs> Talking about putting stuff up my nose and butt. Um, it's a long day. Long day. And, you know, <laughs> long days, sometimes you really need to take the edge off with things you know like with, markers with soft things in your butt mm-hmm. um i find that that's a really nice way to sort of ride the evening that's out. the way that's like, putting soft things in your butt's a good way to keep regular <laughs> 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 it's sort of like it it's you know what it is it's basically machine learning you're helping your butt understand like what it's mm-hmm. all about you know stay soft mm-hmm. stay real and stay vigilant that's the three things I always wake up and tell my butt in the morning. So, okay, bring us back to high school. Sorry, we, so, we're getting off topic here. Where, where are you right now? I go to high school and completely different Unannounced? Experience. Like, did you, did you oh, actually okay. did so, you ring him first and you're like, hey, I'm Guam. Well, I'm not really Guam. So, I'm I like Filipino. I guess the first major thing for me like, was deciding. From the Philippines. <laughs> the, the first major thing for me was deciding what school I was going to because all my life before then, I was a private school child. Oh, really? Yeah. So So now you're deciding between private school and the school of hard knocks? Oh, I t- it wasn't even a decision for me. I knew I wanted to go to school of hard knocks. Nice. I was like, I told my parents that I went to private school these many years. It provided me with a certain viewpoint in life and in society. I want to be a more whole-rounded individual. So I want to experience what public school is like. 
Right, yeah. And the only way to round that out is with some rough knocking on the sides, mm-hmm. right? Private school's already out, so all I have are public schools. So I'm picturing real. one of those spinny boards, right? Where you like you go to the carnival and you spin it. And I probably would have ha- I probably would have ended up in a better school if that was the case. <laughs> so we go to the unified school district and I bring all my grades from middle school in order to go to the nicer schools right so like hand paint like when you do you guys have thanksgiving in uh <laughs> we have we celebrate thanksgiving but we don't actually celebrate thanksgiving do you guys celebrate it enough where you're making hand paints at school at an early age i think so did you bring those to san francisco unified oh, no i didn't have records that far back that's what led you to the extra hard knocky school is because you didn't show them that you were a creative child from a very early age what i I guess that's what that's probably what i should have done so we were given the options (laughs) so we were given the (laughs) options to go to school and i remember the three choices okay our first choice was lowell but that wasn't even on the table because i missed a deadline fuck lowell i went to (laughs) so i went to school in san francisco too i went to the sister school or one of the competitors to lowell but what was it i went to lincoln so it was just it was like an all-around comprehensive high school nothing really special about it but i do remember i had a bunch of friends that went to lowell and they all felt like they had they were superior yeah they they had their heads up high but whatever so we beat them in soccer right that all that (laughs) fucking matters suck it (laughs) two one lincoln mustangs forever (laughs) i beat i i play the only memory i have of lowell is when i went to play for tennis because i was on the tennis team for three years oh, i bet they'd have a good tennis team oh they have a good tennis team oh fuckers i, I lost two years and i won one year oh, okay and that's all that matters to me i don't even remember the losses yeah no it's just what are losses i mean they're zero so like they're mm-hmm. nothing so we're th- we're picking the schools and the option was burden thurgood marshall and mcateer Oh, I bet they gave you like a last option just to make the other ones seem not so bad, right? And they were like, or fire ants in your underwear. So, so we, um, my aunt was with me. My aunt was with me when we were selecting the school district, uh, the school I'm going to go to. And the first thing she sees is McAteer. And she goes, oh, McAteer's a great school. Back in like the 60s when they had race riots. This is exactly my point. She was referring to how good McAteer was. 20 years prior she had no idea <laughs> what the school was like so all of summer i kept thinking like oh man my aunt says the school is really nice you know I, di- I didn't have any contacts in san francisco so it's not like i could ask somebody right there wasn't facebook back there then. was no facebook had no idea what was going on friendster was a thing but again i didn't have friends <laughs> i don't even know what friendster was so i'm glad i missed that boat so first day of mcateer i was shocked it looks like a prison <laughs> quite literally a prison <laughs> And in my mind, I was like, man, there's, that's a lot of graffiti for a high school. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess this was the biggest culture shock for me. Before that, I've never met a black guy. I've never met a white guy. What? Wait, you're coming from the Guam Island with Japanese and Filipinos and whites. Yeah, but the whites are all military people. They're not in my school. Uh, military whites are different than San Francisco whites. Yeah. I'll be honest. I'll, less gay or Maybe more gay. Uh, well, uh, Navy? It Navy. is a Navy base. Navy. Yeah, well. That's a toss-up. That is a toss-up. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a toss of the sailor cap, right? You're mm-hmm. going to get semen either way. First day of school, I thought everything was going to be fine. Within an hour of school starting, I get my CD player stolen. 
<laughs> I'm hoping it's one of those like gigantic CD players with the five tray carousels from no, uh, Good Guys it was or a, Circuit City. It was a City. Walkman. It was a Walkman, Sony Walkman, and it was like one of their first Walkmans that was an MP3 player. Oh, nice! So you could burn. Oh, a CD. you could burn a CD and you could burn the MP3s on there. Oh, I remember those. Uh, we it, it was the first day of school, so everyone's just hanging out. They're just introducing what the class is. Right. Which class was this? Was this your stats class? This was my English class. Oh, okay. So I remember the teacher too. His name was. Could you speak English at that time? Oh, pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> so our teacher's name was Rob, and I was like, "Nice, that's my name." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's always good to find you know commonalities with your mm-hmm. teacher. So I'm having a good time in class. I'm like, "Oh, the, uh, no one's bothering me. This is this is a good day so far." And then a random guy walks into class, sees me with my CD player, and he just asks about, it. "Hey, what is that?" Oh, and I'm just trying to be friendly. I'm trying to. Be, I, this was my golden opportunity to make a friend right with a black guy <laughs> i'm just it, it, was, was, it was, was on my bucket list was was he black i'm just oh, guessing he was he okay was. just so he comes in <laughs> didn't want to profile <laughs> didn't want to profile but they are friendly folks so he so. comes in he asks, oh what's that and i give him the rundown I'm like oh this is a CD player that plays MP3s. You can take the CDR, burn MP3s, and you can have like 600 songs. When you said CDR to this kid, did his mind explode or did he know what that was? I mean, I guess what I saw as genuine, genuine interest in what I had to say was him plotting how he was going to steal this mm, from me. Jerk. So I'm just talking to him and he goes, can I listen to it? And I'm thinking, oh yeah. <laughs> this is great. My we're friends in school, were in high happen? school. We're sharing music. This is pre-Napster days, right? So you'd know. No, idea. this is post-Napster. Oh, okay. This is already LimeWire days. Oh, oh, that was a short-lived but fun time. Mm-hmm. So he he puts on my headphones and he starts listening. And he just jets. He runs out of the classroom. <laughs> <laughs> he just runs, and I freak out. And I go to the teacher. The what is what does Rob do? So I go, I go, Rob, the guy just stole my CD player. He just goes, relax, man. He might be back. <laughs> you know, this is a pretty heavy foreshadowing that you got robbed in Rob's class. All I know is that I've never been robbed before. And my first day at school in this guy's class, I get robbed. And I go to the what one did, what authority did, Hold on, what, did, what was happening around you? Like, were the Everyone other... just hanging out. They were talking because it... Again, this school was not the best school right. in the world. Prison school. Yeah, was- prison school. I shit you not. One of the guys actually said, how do you spell the? And I really thought he was messing with me. I was like, T-H-E. And he just wrote it down. And I really did not believe that that was a legitimate question. You were a prehistoric Wikipedia. <laughs> I guess if the was something right? you would look up well, on Wikipedia that, ever. That, that's actually a good point. <laughs> I take that back. You were a prehistoric dictionary.com. <laughs> Although it'd be hard to look up the because there's so many character It would matches. just say article. Good point. You've passed with the article test. So kids are asking you how to spell the. They're stealing your CDs. And you're asking Rob for help. And he's just telling you to relax. Yeah. So so what I do is I chase after him. No, I chase after him. And the security guard stops me. We have armed. I don't remember if they're armed. In my memory, they were armed though. Mm-hmm. They probably just had big arms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, we had security guard and the guy stops me and he goes, hey, why are you running? I was like, did you see a guy? He just stole my CD player. This was probably a minute after Rob told me to He arrive. was probably in on the fucking deal. Foreshadowing. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> because later on at lunch, I see the guy at the cafeteria and I bring it up. Like, hey, Maggie, my CD player. Little did I know that was a really bad move because he had friends. I had no friends. And the security was on his side. Man, prisons are not fair they turn on you in a second 
Um, so, okay, year in review then. So shit happens at the very beginning. Does it get better? Does it get worse? It gets worse. Oh. Our, my school was so... Our, first off, McAteer is right across the street from Juvenile Hall. Oh, that's nice. It's like a nice um, sort of uh, bridge campaign, right? Yeah. You just we don't like, get detention. You get sent to juvie. That's how bad McAteer was. Really? I, I clearly remember more than 10 times people going to juvie from wow. school. Well, uh, something can be said about the efficiency there, right? I mean, it's just one less person sort of in the middle, right? I, I always like cutting out the middleman, so sending him to juvie, I could... I don't I don't even know if they were enrolled. I think it was more of a scare tactic. Like, oh, we're sending you to juvie. They walked him over across the street to juvie, nothing happened. That's why no one took it seriously. Mm. Oh, you're going to juvie, you're going to juvie. It's like, you mean that building across the street that you come back after? Right. No punishment. That is part of the problem. They were probably going to like the corner store and buying soda and candy and bubblegum pops. <laughs> Fuckers. Playing Mortal Kombat. Oh, I would have been so angry if I would have found that out. Our, my school was so bad. There were two shootings the first year I was there. I don't know if anyone died. I just remember specifically two shootings. I was the year 9-11 happened. And our school was so bad that they closed down that year. All the students had to go to another high school. So at the end of the year, you just basically got disbanded. Yeah. Did did they have to give? Did that kid have to give your CD player back, or did the CD player go I to another school? I got beat up over that. Like when I confronted him, I guess he took it personally that he stole my CD player, and all of a sudden I'm being disrespectful. Right. So he got his friends that day to beat me up, and it wasn't so bad that like because. I've always, I've been the kind of kid who got picked on all the time, so I learned how to defend myself. Right. But I've never defended against myself. I've never had to defend myself against six people before. Man, raw luck. Did they at least give you your CD player while you were defending yourself? No, they even stole my my bus change. Oh, because I was thinking you could have put on some slow jams to kind of like mellow the mood a little bit, but that probably would have aroused them. I just remember, I always remember my first day at high school was probably the worst day of school i've ever had Shit. it made me automatically distrust students man okay well that's that's a downer so i'm hoping that the story gets better let's fast forward to like four years you're in now what school okay after mcateer all the students got to pick their other schools again and this time i chose burden simply because it was the closest school to my house i already given up on the fact that schools were friendly and nice I felt like that year was like me going to war and like surviving. Yeah. So I end up going to Burden and Burden was probably one of the most fun times I've ever had. Really? Yeah. People try to, people, a lot of people say that they don't like high school or they loved high school. I was one of the people who loved high school. At least well, at that point. you didn't love the first year. Yeah. The first year was an intro. Maybe Burden was really shitty, but McAteer made me appreciate Burden so much more. I think that's probably was it, right? It was that you were like slumming it so that you just then had a normal high school career and you were like, hey. This is fantastic because I'm not getting beat up and having my shit stolen all day long. All right. Well, it sounds like you've you're you're on your own two feet. You're obviously you've got a job because we're here in an office. I think the moral of the story is um, public school did you well, and it all started with a little CD stealing. I, if if there's any listeners you have in high school, I just want to say it gets better. <laughs> it, it definitely gets better, especially when you go to college. So stay in school, kids. Uh, don't get pregnant and don't be strippers. True. All right, everyone. I think we'll we'll call it there. 
Uh, big thanks again to RG Rosero. Big thanks again to the listeners. Find me at comcar.podbean.com. Tell a friend, tell five. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. Again, Sean for... Sean for what? That's you, buddy. For RG saying goodbye. Bye. Bye.